like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast that's created to enhance, connect, and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. And so I'm grateful. I'm thankful that you are here and listening and tuning in. I've got a, a special episode for you today. My name's Paul Joy, and one of the things I love about this project, this podcast, is that I have the privilege, I have the opportunity to sit down with Yarra Old Grammarians and each episode hear a little of their story, of their adventures, of their journey through school and beyond. And, and today I have a conversation that I want to share with you where I actually sat down with three Yarra Old Grammarians all at once. Chris Beale from the class of 1999, Rob Drew from the class of 2000, and Dean Letson from the class of 2004. And we sat around and chatted 10 years on from the most recent grand final victory of the Yarra Old Grammarians Footy Club. It happens to be 20 years on from the uh, previous grand final before that. So they are victors from 2002 in the grand final and then the 2012 grand final for the Victorian Amateur Football Association. And we reminisce a little of those memories, what sport offers, what team offers, and the importance and value of community and feeling part of something special. I think you're going to enjoy this episode, this trip down memory lane, and then some thoughts and perspectives on um, the need currently to continue to develop community. Please enjoy this episode with Chris, Rob and Dean, talking a little about footy and their strong and current memories of the great game. Enjoy. We're thrilled today to be joined by three yogs, all in the room, all at the same time. And uh, I guess football and the Yarra Old Grammarian Footy Club is one of the reasons why we're together. But of course, our Yarra Old Grammarian status is the other. And I'm thrilled to have Rob Drew from the class of 2000, Chris Beale from 1999, the elder statesman in the room, <laughs> and Dean Letson from 2004. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for That's being cool. with us. Chris, because you are the uh, the oldest okay. and therefore the wisest, yeah. I wonder if I might uh, dig deep into your memory bank. Tell us initially, at what year did you start at Yarra? When did you arrive? Yeah, so I started year seven. Uh, so I think it was 1994. Um, yeah, came in pretty fresh, didn't know too many people. So. Yes. Um, yeah, and then straight into sport, you know, it was cricket, footy, basketball, all those things. It was, that was right in the, the NBA peak back then. So it was a lot of basketball, but, right. uh, and, you know, basketball cards and all that good stuff. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, just straight into that Saturday sport and that culture. And, yeah. um, you know, you quickly made heap of friends. You know, and were, you, were you trading cards out of your locker or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Were you into that all, early? All that good stuff. So... Um, <laughs> Tell me, um, because as you mentioned, the, the notion of lots of different characters all coming in yeah. and sort of it's a melting pot of different experiences and ideas. Sport can be one of those, uh, I guess, what if you've got some sporting prowess, mm. that is a good way to kind of make yourself known and, and be 
become part of a group. Where did you prefer to be? What was your favourite? Like, if you if, if, was it basketball or was it just follow the the trend at the time? Yeah, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, obviously came in. It was you know start of the year, so probably straight into cricket. I think it was. Oh and, yes, uh, yeah, that time then, of yeah, year for us. Yeah, when you gravitate to you know those people, and, and some of those guys are still you know my best mates now. Yeah, so great. that's that's what's been amazing. But um, you know, and then in later years, you know, even Rob and I went to New Zealand playing cricket and uh -huh. different things. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was uh, that's probably my earliest memory. Is, uh, yeah, great. Getting straight into it. Look forward to hearing some of those stories, and I guess the mm. opportunities that your connections from Yarra uh, have have afforded you. Yeah. Um, Rob, I wonder from the year two thousand. Welcome back to the podcast, Rob. Um, we just talked, heard a little bit uh, about cricket, and is that where you like to hang out when you first started at Yarra? Was sport a good thing for you? Yeah, yeah. So sport was really everything for me. I wasn't a good student, as I think we covered in the last podcast. Um, There's a few little chuckles around the room here, <laughs> yeah. Rob. Um, but the sport was where I always felt comfortable. Yeah. And uh, I was lucky enough to really grow up more with Chris and my year level because we yeah. played, I was lucky enough to play the higher um, level pretty quickly. So yeah. Bill and I have done everything together. Uh -huh. um, we went on New Zealand cricket tours. We played first footy. Um, yeah, so it's been great to grow up with people, I guess, that's out, uh, who have been older and been able to look up to. And yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's probably what Yarra's been best for me for. Excellent, excellent. And and so many more stories to dig into shortly. Yeah. But I just want to throw to Dean. Dean Letson from the class of 2004. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Paul. Um, Dean, tell us, when did you start at Yarra? I must have started in 99, so year seven. Year seven as well. As well. So and very similar story to these two boys. Mm. Um, I finished. <laughs> yeah, came in very uh, sporty as well. So yes. cricket was sort of my number one sport and gravitated towards that. Sure. Um, Tell us a little bit though, before we get too heavily involved in sport, um, take me back to the uniform. What do you remember of the school uniform and as a, as a skinny little year seven kid? Or were you a big, tall, handsome year seven kid? Uh, probably neither of those paws. Quite a, quite a fat uh, year seven kid going <laughs> right. through. A uh, bit of bit of puberty or something like that, a little bit slowly, and had a couple extra kilos on me, believe it or not, and then sort of stretched out. Um, Thankfully, through the Yarra years, so yes. yeah, um, looking a, a little bit uh, more healthy now than I probably did in year seven. So uh, yeah, a school uniform was a, a, an interesting one. So I just came from a a local public school, Croydon Hills Primary, just down the road from here, yeah. um, where it was polos and you know, mm. shorts and what have you, and then yeah. Came to year seven, and I think mum and dad uh, ordered a blazer that was probably Made to last you. Yeah, yeah, eight <laughs> sizes too big, so I was swimming in that. And, um, yeah, putting a tie on every day was a little bit foreign to us as well, but we yes. completely figured those things out. All right, so tell me about ties, and, and any of you can answer this. Um, what were some of the tips and tricks that you've got for tying a tie? Um, were you one of those who were able to tie it once and get it, slip it on and off a few times? Who tied your tie the first time? Chris, you've yeah, got a, a, well, I was a gonna, thought. I was going to jump in earlier. The kids could smell blood if you knew you couldn't tie your tie. And they'd yank it and yeah. yank it. Oh, and okay. And the night and, uh, yeah, put you in put you in the deep end, so uh, yeah, you had to learn to tie a tie pretty quickly. Right, so you were one of those who could tie a tie. Well, I think, yeah, but I think uh, there's a lot of just, just flip it off, flip it back on. Yes, it uh, is easier that way. Everything was to, everything was a rush, so. Uh, so yeah. living in a tie here at Yarra did teach me, obviously going into the work environment, when I was 
sales manager at King's, mm. we all had to wear ties and none of my, my staff were all pretty green. Mm-hmm. None of them could tie ties. <laughs> so I actually had a tie tying lesson. Right, you've done a workshop yeah, on how absolutely. to tie your tie. At, at work, yeah. So <laughs> taught, them, taught them a bit of Yarra Valley wisdom there. Well done, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about academics, you know, it's still focusing on school. And as you move through the middle school, so year seven, eight, nine, that sort of area, you get to play and you get to try different things. Were, were there any subjects that, that you went into that kind of surprised you how much you enjoyed it, whether it was one of the compulsory experiences of language or mm. did, you, did you get introduced to a musical instrument and, and you thought you were great at it and loved it, but then later on you got some true, honest feedback from somebody at home <laughs> who said, please stop the trombone or whatever it might have been. Something that surprised you in, from an academic perspective, any of you? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, to that point, I think you sort of got, you got a taste of everything early on and you joked about it, but I did do the trombone in okay, I think year right. seven or eight and why I lugged that on the bus <laughs> back, back out to Lilydale every, every day, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, the one for me was um, Indonesian and uh, okay. I ended up doing all the way through to year 12 Indonesian. Right. Did you speak much? Uh, not overly well, <laughs> no, no. but it got marked up so much. It, it, it surpassed yeah, probably. There uh, was some strategy uh, behind your yeah, decision. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, yeah, it was only, um, actually it was uh, my Bucks party where Dean took me took me to Bali and right. uh, finally got to use some of that uh, that Indonesian language. But uh, <laughs> we're yeah. talking another language over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's a good memory yeah, of um, yeah. both the trombone and and you mentioned they're lugging it on and off the bus. And yeah. did either of you guys travel on the bus to school? What would tell me a little bit about your your travel to school? Uh, for me, mum or dad would typically drop my brother or, and myself off. Okay. Um, I didn't lug a trombone, but I played a lot of guitar through high school, so I picked that up and right. um, just through learning different instruments and that sort of stuff and yes. enjoyed the guitar. Uh, and then my brother and I would have to walk home, so we, we lived not too far away in Croydon Hills, so yeah. that was um, a little bit of a challenge, lugging a guitar, your, your backpack with a couple of books to you know do your homework on at night, yeah, and then the sports bag as well. So carrying three bags sure. uh, home every day was. Dean, keep going because you've mentioned homework. Tell me a little bit about your uh, approach to homework. Maybe the further up the school you go in terms of year levels, you start to get more homework. Were you one who got home and and got straight into the homework and got it done quickly, or were you one who, as long as you could take? you would, and maybe even if you forgot about it or the dog ate it or, what are some of those experiences of homework for you? Uh, homework would always be the latter. Um, I think the three, three of us here are all pretty sporty, so uh, for me when I got home, whip the blazer off, chuck you know, your shorts on and a, a t-shirt and be outside playing footy or cricket or basketball or if there's a soccer world cup going on, I'd get the soccer ball out and just be playing that with uh, my, with my brother, the neighbours and those sorts of things and then when it got too dark we'd, we'd have to come inside and yes. try and knock the homework over. Uh-huh. As uh, quick as you can. Bedtime. Yeah, and yeah, as quick exactly. as you can. Yeah, exactly right. Yes. Uh, Rob, you strike me as somebody who would probably also try and avoid the homework but then you would have been committed and got up early the day it was due and worked really hard that morning? Not sure about that. Not even that? Uh, I, I always used to have tennis coaching before school, so I never okay. did anything before school. Right. And we generally went over to a guy called Ben Reynolds, who was the class of to 1997's house after school, because he had a tennis court. Mm. And so 
fitting homework in wasn't that easy. Not a priority. No, either. it wasn't. No, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> However, if, and, and some of you are parents now, mm. if you were, you know, let's say we've got young people listening and uh, you've, you are currently advocates for um, not doing your homework, or at least that's been your experience. Well, I, I actually had two parents for teachers, so I didn't have oh, a choice. Oh, you had no choice. choice. All right, yeah, so Chris, you've got a different experience yeah, of homework. Okay. It was more important at, in your home to to yeah, crack I think it was an expectation, but I like to say there's always, you know, trainings and lessons and this and that. So, yeah, it's, it is a balance. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's obviously quite important as well when it, yeah. particularly at the latter stages when it comes to the nitty gritty and on, I'm going to show my age here and say Enterscore or yeah. TR or whatever we use. <laughs> um, you know, it, it becomes important and, uh, sure. and yeah, it's obviously a big factor and yeah. one point here and there at the end is, is could be the difference of what, yeah, you know, what it, course it you get into, you know. So, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, too. Two parents and my sister are all teachers. So right, uh, right. I'm the black sheep. Okay, okay. Um, Dean, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about, other than the sports field, where else at school would we find you? Where, where did you hang out? Uh, yeah, good question. I was pretty social at school and uh, I'd like to think I was pretty, pretty sort of amicable or friendly, so you'd, you'd generally find me at the at the tuck shop, which then became the CAF, yes. uh, or just around the so social sort of locker rooms, having a chat and, yeah, generally just sort of... Was the CAF here when you were here? Uh, for year, well, maybe year 11 or 12, I think it came in. Yeah, yeah it must have been year 11, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which was cool. So it seems to me that for each of you, um, academics and the school life, that was part of it, but really sport was what, what kind of... That's where you found your sweet spot. Um, you all played footy at some levels at school sport, school footy. You played, you know, got up early Saturday morning, you travelled out to Assumption or you went down to Geelong Grammar some of the time. And tell me a little bit about in your era, what was it like for others coming to play at Yarra? Was that something to be feared? Was it going to be an easy game for them? Was it, were they in for a real contest? Rob, it's your a good memories? That, uh, especially, well, actually, cricket and footy we were really lucky. We had a very successful era. Mm. So Chris's year, 1999, was the most successful year Yarra's ever had in footy. Right. Um, we should have won that year. We lost lost the grand final by two points. Mm. Um, so we were feared. We had a really good team. And on the other hand, the cricket, we were, we were probably just as good. We probably lost the grand final again there or got mm. pretty close. So we, I'd say our era was. But then looking at my brother's eras, mm -hmm. It wasn't very pretty. It was okay. the, we, were the, we were the real easy beats. The easy beats, yeah, right. And right. pretty much everything. Yeah. So uh, it was good to, to come through an era that was very competitive. Well, let's let's focus in on those competitive times when we were up and about. And, and Chris, it seems to me that they might have built the team around you, did they? What was your <laughs> role in the team in those no, days? I think I matured later. But, um, but you yeah, know, I certainly... Um, you know, I was lucky enough to play, you know, first footy. And, yeah. and back then, I, like I think I mentioned uh, to you earlier in the day, you know, we sort of had 100, 100 blokes that, you know, <laughs> three quarters wanted to play footy. So there'd be a first, a second, a third. Right. You know, there's a heap of depth as well. So, um, you know, and, um, and then, you know, we had, you know, some up and coming like Rob and the like. Um, uh, Jason Cloak had just arrived mm. at the school and, you know, brought on that. The cloak era, but yeah. um, you know, so we, yeah, we were really lucky, and we had a really, really strong team, and um, 
you know, back then it was the, you know, assumption with like the team, you know, they'd won for yeah. 40 years in a row, they won the Herald Sun Cup mm. and all those sort of things. And, you know, we beat some of those teams, which is, you know, just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really amazing then. You know, back to your, your previous question, you know, people felt like they were coming out to the sticks and out to the country <laughs> right. to come to Yarra Valley, and yet <laughs> we'd travel to, like you say, we'd go to Mornington one week, we'd go to Assumption the next, we'd go to Essendon the next week. Uh, my dad certainly got sick of driving uh, by the time I turned 18. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, look, we had, like, like Rob said, we had a really successful year, and, um, yeah, it was probably a couple of kicks. It was the difference between almost a... Undefeated season, which, yeah. would be, which would be pretty good. But yeah, like you said, then a lot of that culture just kept kept flowing through. So let's flow through. We have a Yarra Old Grammarian football club mm. and uh, several teams now that are a part of that. And, and that's part of why we're gathered here today. Because if I'm right, 20 years ago, the year of 2002 mm. was a very successful year in, in, in the Yarra Old Grammarians footy club. Um, Rob, tell us a little bit about that year. Recount it. Were we the easy beats? Did we come from behind? And but we won the grand final. So going all the way back to the start, we, we came in two thousand and one. We got relegated. Uh, we had quite a few of our better players, I guess, from then overseas. Okay. And then they came back in two thousand and two. We'd obviously gone down a grade, mm. and we had a heap of young guys as well. And it almost was like the perfect storm. Everyone came together and we were a very good side. Uh-huh. And uh, we were really unbeatable that year, weren't we? Mm. We, we, um, we started out, I think, 8-0. and We lost one we shouldn't have. And then the rest of the season we just went through. Unbeatable. Really unchallenged. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. good time to play. Like that, that's, mm. But do you lose some of the energy and the passion for it if you're, you know, you're you know, do I really have to run? Do I have to tackle? Like, where, where, how do you how do you will yourself on to keep trying when you're actually so successful? Is that a problem? Yeah. Look, oh, yeah. I was, I was going to say, and it probably started a little bit earlier than that. Like, um, again, yeah, we, we were flying through, and we we're coming straight out of that sort of under nineteen. Mm. We had that mature group as well. But yeah, it's just a, a real dynamic of almost competitive, internal competitiveness. Yeah. I was, okay. I was thinking right. about it yesterday, you know, like it was like how many, you know, who could go to the most trainings yep. and, you uh-huh. know, and people would miss like one training for the whole year because, you know, they had then <laughs> their yeah. mum's birthday or something. But even that would be like, sorry, mum, I've got to go to training. Because <laughs> yeah, you know? okay. it got to that point where like, I cannot miss a training. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, that would evolve while you're at training to, you know, okay, it's a 2K time trial. Everyone wanted to beat everyone. And yeah. um, and then I think that, you know, that really drove everyone to be better. Um, it even got silly at a point where the, the coach would blow his whistle and we would actually race to get yeah, in first. Yeah, run like, to it get was in a sprint. There. Yeah. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Everyone would compete to win everything. It was, and it was, a, it was a great environment. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a healthy environment. Yeah. You know, you, you know, keep a lid on it to some respect because you then trust that on a weekend, that camaraderie that you've built, that internal competition, mm. actually now we're all wearing the same jumper mm. again. Everyone yeah. wanted to be the best on ground yes. and, and all those different things as well. So, um, yeah, look, I, and I, I also, I guess, again, sort of reflecting on it now, I was really lucky. Like, it was probably my, I don't know, my 20th senior game and, you know, I've won a premiership. With the grand final, yeah. You know, okay. So, you know, got that success really early and then... Yeah. 
you know, we'll probably delve on it later. It took another 10 years to, <clears throat> to get back yeah. to that point again. So, yeah, really lucky to, uh, to be just in that. I, I wrote that, exa- I wrote Perfect Storm down uh, yeah. like yesterday. It's just that, it was just that timing. You had all the right people. A couple of people came back and just that perfect dynamic. Yeah. Um, and you look so. at how strong the team was. We had Calvin Moore who ended up getting drafted at Richmond. He was emergency for that grand final. So, wow. Yeah. So, it was so a, he couldn't get a game. It, not that he couldn't get a game, he wasn't selected. <laughs> a bit different. Um, but that we just had depth at the club in mm. that time. So mm. twos won as well. So uh-huh. both seniors and reserves won. Yeah. So there was competition for, for your, your spot. Get the side. Mm. Yeah. Hence why you want to win the 2K yeah. time trial the week before and exactly. you don't want to be the last one into the huddle. And yeah. Were there consequences for the last one in? There was consequences for everything. <laughs> the coach we had then was ferocious. He, he, Can you name him? Tim Kilworth. Mm-hmm. So he... Really great guy and really plus at off field, but right. um, get on, him on, on the match footy field, day. He was, yeah, he was full on. We didn't need a runner, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> you could hear what was you going could... on. <laughs> right. That was right. sort of the, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't play it at any other clubs, but I felt like that was just the norm as well. Like you were, you, you mucked up, you, you yep. did, did the penalty. You got called out. Know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dean, you weren't playing in that era. You're Not a little quite, younger yeah, than that, been, but you would have watched it. You would have seen it. You would have heard about it, I imagine, did you? Yeah, heard about it. So I, I sort of know these guys through um, the local cricket club as well. So I've known them for quite a while. And um, the Yarra footy boys used to have uh, cricket teams and that sort of things uh, up at the Wonga Park Cricket Club where yeah. I played. So that's sort of where my uh, relationship with these guys sort of started. So I was sort of hearing about this sort of good stuff uh, in the background, yep. but, uh, yeah. And then eventually you become part of the, the old boys footy club as well, and it seems to me that there was uh, a great era and then a, a, a bit of a lull in terms of on-field success at least, and then 10 years later, you're back in the mix of it, 2012 Correct. grand final. You played? Yes. What I... was your role on the, in the team that day? Uh, so I was sort of full-back uh, most of the time, um, uh, well, hang team. on. Mm. Full back in an almost unbeatable team. Are you getting cold up your end of the ground? Yeah, it was. So <laughs> I think we sm- smashed a lot of teams. So I'd sometimes have to go for a run yeah, on a Sunday just to, just to get, get the fitness <laughs> or re- retain that sort of level of fitness. So, but No, the, the nemesis that year was Ivano, which, which had the gun full forward. Full forward, right. Kicked 100, didn't he? Which uh, there was a there was a fair bit of pressure. Yeah, so there. there's a big job when it yeah. when you know if if there's a a well known full forward on one of the other teams. Whenever you come up against them, I guess there's a, a some you've got some weight on your shoulders that day. Yeah, and and probably to add to the weight was uh, Kima, who's who was our assistant coach, said to me after the after the prelim and we got into the granny, he goes, oh, "If you can keep this guy to four or less goals, we'll win the grand final." So. All week I sort of had sleepless nights. <laughs> yes. I was waking up in sweats going, oh, jeez, yes. you know, this guy's a good player. He could, you know, get off the hook and, and sure. he was kicking bags at 10 pretty regularly that oh, season. Okay. So, How many did he kick in the granny? Yes. Uh, he got one in the granny. I, I, I remember the goal as well. He got, got it sort of cheapy out the back. And I was <laughs> right before half time, I was were, pretty flat. Yes, I'm sure. So um, you only kept him to one. And, yeah. and that's partly your good play. You can, uh, you can claim that. Yeah. Uh, partly, but I, I think... Being a full back, a, a lot of the the help happens, you know, through the midfield, and yeah. um, we had a terrific midfield. I think the first 
first quarter, if we, we're getting a bit of detail, but um, uh, the opposition were well on top. Uh, and then after that, we made a couple of changes, I think, or, or Robbie swung a couple of changes as the coach. And mm. our midfield started to get right on top of them. And um, yeah, if there's pressure on the ball, it makes our lives, and Chris was a defender as well with us, yes. a hell of a lot easier. So, yeah. you know, we, we can compete sort of one-on-one as opposed to, you know, their full forwards and that sort of stuff just getting... You know, easy marks, you yeah. know, on leads and stuff unopposed. So. Yeah. Tell me, Dean, your reflections of some on-field leadership. The captain, captain of the club. Any good? Uh, he was sensational. Was he? <laughs> okay, okay. Tell me more about the uh, the role of a, cl- a team captain, a club captain in a successful team. Uh, he was very selfless uh, and he got around, you know, uh, the... You know, f- from the best player at the club to the, the worst player who was playing in the twos, he'd... he'd um, you know, effectively be best mates with all of them, yeah. uh, make them all feel welcome, uh, respected uh, and worthy. So, mm. um, yeah, we're obviously talking about Chris, who's sitting next to me. <laughs> Chris Beale, well um, done. I think that's a really interesting comment, though, about, about how we respected people, like, throughout the club. Like, I think there was that mantra of, you know, it didn't matter who you were or how good you were, yeah. like, you, you were straight into the, you know, the football family. And, and that's where a lot of people that over the years have come, like they don't leave and they hang around. And, yes. you know, we talked about just before we came in, you know, about the president now, you know, he was a guy that went to Norwood and came in and, yeah. you know, what's that, 50, probably 15 years later, you know, yeah. he's still contributing and, mm. you know, president. And, and uh, yeah, I think there's a, a really good value and culture at the club where, you know, people were included and... Yeah. And we, we, we also attracted people that, that weren't treated that way at other clubs as well, mm. you know, because mm. they weren't that sort of best 10, you know, they, they, they didn't get that uh, respect. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I think I, I, yeah, you said it was me, but I think it was a, a cultural thing at the football club. That, yeah, that, which, know, which I, I agree with. I think that's really important and, and I acknowledge that. But surely what happens on the field is where it really matters. Like, whatever the hoo-ha goes on in the coach's box, like, who cares, really, isn't it? <laughs> like, 2012, you had a coach who was a bit raw, didn't really know what he was, or was he up and about? Tell us about your coach in the uh, grand final era of 2012. Yeah, well, obviously a couple of leading questions here, but it's obviously, uh, yeah, it was obviously Rob. And, um, you know, Rob, yeah, he's already talked about, you know, he was a superstar tennis player, cricketer, footballer, you know, he knows sport, he's, you know, he lives and breathes it, not only playing it, but don't get him started talking about golf or tennis <laughs> or any, probably lawn bowls even, he'd know who the number one is. But, um, but you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a sports fanatic and lived mm-hmm. and breathed it. Rob left the club from a playing standpoint for a, a short period, um, so it was amazing to have him back and mm-hmm. bring that that culture back again. Um, but yeah, he just probably probably learnt and absorbed some of what we talked about pro- from previous coaches and that was probably the value of, you know, even leaving for a period is uh-huh. to experience other teams, other cultures, other, um, you know, coaches, etc. So um, yeah, I think he, you know, drove people in the right way. Even, even after the fact, I think Rob has, you know, there's been an evolution of, of generations as well, and how to treat players, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I think you know Rob's been amazing. I think even 
before that, the, you know, from that onwards. And, um, and that's where we talk about, Rob and I often talk about how these roles as captain and coach and how they evolve and, and help you in your personal life as well of, you yeah. know, work and yeah. being a parent and all those good things. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Rob, oh, hi, Rob. <laughs> you're in the room and yep. you're hearing these nice yep. observations and, and reflections about you, which is, which is beautiful. Not all, and there's plenty of examples that remind us that not all good footy players make good coaches. What does it take to be a good coach? It's a good question. I, I came in back in 2010 and learnt off Andrew Stone, who was the coach, and he's one of my best friends, and I, I, I learnt a fair bit off him. But then when I got the job at Yarra, I said to them, we'll get him up to C grade. So it was three steps. Mm-hmm. So I think what made us successful in 2012 was we, we were two grades, I thought, below that what we should have been. So we treated them like we were going to train to get to that level. Mm-hmm. So even when we were winning by 100 points, we looked at it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So we kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I remember a couple of times we had some big wins and, and I did probably go a bit too far at half-time, maybe, and Dad would go, what are you doing? Why? Yes. And I said, well, they're not doing what we need to do to get to these better grades. Right. And that was sort of my how I looked at it. Mm. We, I always wanted us to be better. Mm. I always wanted the club to be better, and I still want the club to be better. Mm. We never reached where we should have got to. So, okay. um, should have probably, and do you think could have? You no, could have? not with the team we had in turn 12. Okay. I think, I think with the team we had in turn 2, we should have got better. Right. But I think, because in 2012 we went up twice, we got up in 2013, yep. and that was it. We were a bridge yeah. too far. The guys, we'd pushed them to really the nth degree. Mm. And I remember the 2013 pre-season, going into 2014, we tried to go harder again, and it was pushed back. It broke we, some of Yeah, them. we're yeah. done. Yeah. And, uh, and you saw that year we were tired and the guys had had enough. So I think we got them to probably as good as we could get to. I don't yeah. know if you guys would agree to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the game plan that Rob implemented as well was so far advanced from sort of what local footy mm-hmm. generally is. Yes. So as opposed to, you know, standard, oh, you play on your man, you beat your man, and, yep. you know, that's, that's footy sort of done on a Saturday. Rob implemented this game plan where it was a full, you know, 18-man team, yep. and you all had to play a particular role within that um, within that group mm. and yeah it was really unique uh, took a couple of probably a couple of weeks for us to get used to it sure and then as soon as we sort of got used to it in 2012 we were knocking teams off by 100 points and yep. like just doing it on our ear it was just like uh, muscle memory and it was it was easy and everybody loved it as well. It was good so, fun, wasn't it? Yeah. We were training with a tennis ball at one stage just yeah. to get, get used to doing it. It was, right. it, was, it was really good fun to watch the guys get used to yeah. something. And the good thing was that 21 players had a role. So yeah. everyone would go on and they go, I've got a role. So it wasn't just up to the BLOs who are the better players to, to just dominate and get 30 touches. Yeah. It was up to the back pocket to get in his position, do what he needed to do, because it was his role. Yes, yes. So it made it really good fun for yeah, everyone. that's terrific. And, and, and I imagine wonderful for you to have a sense of vision of, of what it could be and then go through the steps to help at least 21 others get on board with that vision and, as you say, play their role at, for the team. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. satisfying. It was, 
Absolutely satisfying. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's terrific. Dean, you're still involved with the club now. You're yes. still playing. You're running around in the, uh, the Yarra Valley gear every weekend. Most weekends these days, Paul. Okay, okay. And is that because of your body starting to give way a little bit? A yeah. bit of injury? A yep. bit of... Right. So what's your role now in, in the club, in the team? Uh, so I'm still in the leadership group. Um, so, um, yeah, there's four of us in the leadership group and I'm yep. still, uh, I guess, lucky enough to be involved there and trying to bring the younger guys on is probably more of my focus now that I'm sort of nearing 36 and the body's mm. uh, just starting to disagree with playing footy these days. So uh -huh. I've had a couple of soft tissue injuries this year, which has sidelined me for a few weeks. Yeah. But um, yeah, so but I guess my role within the club at the moment is to try and bring these younger guys on and through, yeah. um, try and set some standards that we had in previous years, which were successful and which worked really well. Yes. Um, and just generally be, be an inviting place to be because, you know, um, Yarra, uh, for me, is such a special place and right. I think a lot of other people uh, feel the same. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's sort of my role. Terrific, terrific. I, I, I guess almost time to wrap up our conversation. I mean, I, I could sit here all mm. morning and keep going, but um, I wonder if, if each of you have got a perspective on um, what next for the Yarra Old Grammarians Footy Club? Mm -hmm. Girls' footy, women's footy is, a, is, I think, a really important part of, of a club like, like ours. Um, it might be about, is it about premierships? Is it, is it about something else? Uh, just perhaps a closing thought to wrap up the, the conversation around the footy club, at least. And then I've got a couple of other things we might dance around as well. But from a footy club perspective, community, culture, inclusiveness, belonging, those sorts of things. What do you reckon, Rob? Uh, for the footy club, I think I actually think the footy club is in its best spot it's been in for a couple of years. It probably sounds silly because we're struggling to win games, mm. but we got now we've brought some youth into the club. Mm. I think the girls part of the clubs we still don't quite know where it fits. I think mm. it's been they've been successful, no doubt, but the, the two boys and girls gelling together, I, don't, I just don't see it working at the moment. You haven't but quite got it right. I don't think so. Okay, but I, I don't. I think a bit of work that'll that'll work. Yeah. Um, but I think if you were a player coming into Yarra Valley now, I think in two to three years you're going to see a lot of success with the youth that we've got. Mm. Um, so I look back, it's probably similar to what we were in 2009 and then we pushed push through to a really successful era. Yep, great. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, look, I, I guess I'd just love, I'd love to see like, the Yarra Valley school come through and those guys get to experience what we did as you know, play under-19 football and get that, mm. get those couple of extra years of sort of technically junior footy and then evolve through. And, um, yeah, it was just such a lucky experience for me and that's why I ended up, you know, hanging around for 20, 20 years. I think I played at least one game 20 years straight. But, um, you know, we, we were so lucky that, you know, we, there's always brothers above mm -hmm. and there's just this... You know, like Rob's brother Bart was a couple of years above me and all his mates, Michael Wines, Hancock, Phil Veloppi. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play old boys. And, and yeah. most of us started playing in year 12. Like we'd, you'd, play, uh, you'd play here on, on the Patterson. Yeah. And Rocket would jump in a car. Rocket and the <laughs> six of us would jump in a car and oh, two cars. Uh, and, and race off to, you know, to, and play under-19s in the afternoon. So we mud all over ourselves. And it just became like, you know, it was, it was just a no-brainer. Yeah. Like everyone played under-19s, under everyone went to Yarra. And, yeah. you know, that flowed on. You know, 
went to my 10-year reunion and I've just been hanging out with uh-huh. 15 of the guys that are yep. now at the reunion, 20-year <laughs> reunion. There's still probably 10 yeah. guys that were still playing yep. footy uh, and hanging around. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, it was an amazing experience and, um, you know, I just love <laughs> love for the for the people, kids coming through to experience, yes. the, you know, that same experience and that, that, that family, you know, environment. And, again, talk about family, you know, all our parents, you know, after they got sick of driving us everywhere from two or 18 and had a rest, you know, they were, you know, involved, you know, Doc's dad was the doctor, the club doctor, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. My parents were heavily involved. Rob's dad was team manager for probably 10 years. So it's sort of, yeah, again, I keep saying family and culture, but it, it just, it brings you together and actually spend, you know, more. <laughs> this is my catch up with my parents once I moved out of home, you know, mm. g'day mum, g'day dad, you know, what's happening? At so, the footy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, I just, it's hard to, uh, yeah, sort of preach to young kids and, you know, they've all got their potentially allegiances to North Ringwood or Norwood mm. or Croydon, but, um, yeah, it's just such a great experience and, and you know, again, my, f- my four best men, if I could have had eight best men, they all would have probably been Yarra guys, mm. you know, it's, um, yeah, it's just a, a great part of my life. Terrific. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Dean, you're still involved in the club, as we've, we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. What, what would be a message that you would say to, to you know, even our, our current students or those who have recently finished who have got a bit of an inkling towards footy, and, and as we've said, boys or girls, mm. tell these, you know, here's your opportunity to invite people down. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely, we would. And, um, yeah, I'd just encourage, you know, these young guys and girls at the school who are interested in footy and not sure what they want to do outside of school, this is a great way to keep that connection up with with the school. Yeah. Uh, everybody there, as, as these two boys have mentioned, are so uh, accommodating and welcoming um, Chris mentioned that his best men were all uh, Yarra, <laughs> Yarra family, and uh, yeah, m- mine was mine was no different for mm. for our wedding. And same year, really. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you sort of have these bonds. So these guys are obviously a bit older than than I am, but they've quickly uh, grown into being you know my brothers effectively. And right. then there's guys still at the club now that are sort of ten years younger, and you know I sort of feel like they're they're my little brothers sort of yes. thing. So. Um, the place is really, really special, um, and it's just a great place to uh, continue that connection with the school as well. So there's there's something about about a Yarra sort of family. You, you get down to the footy club, and you might not know anyone, but you quickly uh, you know get introduced to people and and find that they're very welcoming, accommodating, uh, and are like-minded and are very supportive. So great. I'd say absolutely come down, give it a go, um, look out for the taller, skinny guys opposed to year 17. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and we'll put it in the show notes, but where, where would we go if we wanted to get involved in the club? Is there a, a website we look at? Is there a, are we on Facebook? How do we, how do we get some contact details for the club now? Yes, yeah, so we're on Facebook. I reckon if you just look up Yarra Old Grammarians Football Club, you'll be able to find us on Facebook. There's also a website. Um, Instagram. If you Google that, Twitter. there's Instagram now. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure about Twitter. I'm not on Twitter that much, but probably are. <laughs> Um, we train uh, and play at Doncaster Reserve in Doncaster, just off Doncaster Road, so just off the freeway. So it's pretty pretty accessible if you um, still live out this way with your family or you know work in town. It's it's pretty mm. handy. It's just 
just jump off the freeway on the on the way home from work and, and those sorts of things and, mm. and you're there in training and having a good time. That's terrific. Boys, I, I feel that it's been um, an opportunity to sit in on a conversation with a couple of mates sitting <laughs> on a couch and uh, and I, I love that. I love that connection and, and not sharing the same year level but there's still connection yeah. and, and that's part of the, I think, the richness of the culture that is Yarra and, and Yarra Old Grammarians and the footy club is one way that we continue to you know, I guess foster that and nurture that and, and create opportunities for families to stay connected, which is, is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Drew from the class of 2000, thank you for your time and your uh, perspective. And Chris Beer from 1999, thank you also for being here. And Dean, the youngster, <laughs> 2004, um, thank you also. Thanks for your sharing of stories and your contribution to our conversation today. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, I hope you enjoyed that opportunity to sit down with a group of, clearly a group of good friends, good mates, who have not only played sport together at a competitive level and and enjoyed some success, but clearly uh, worked together, socialised together and and are good mates. And uh, that was evident in uh, their banter, in their interactions with each other. The Yarra Old Grammarian footy club can be found at yogfc.com.au yogfc.com.au if you want to know more if you want to sign up if you want to go and become involved or just find out a little bit more about it encourage you as you heard there is community there is connection there is a welcome if you uh want to explore that further and look I'm sure that they would welcome you at any capacity whether you're a player whether you're somebody who wants to just become involved socially whether you want to help out on match day there's there's lots of things to do around a footy club and the Yarra Old Grammarian Footy Club might be a place where you can uh, you know find a role and become part of something really special. I hope you did enjoy that conversation and perhaps have been able to dip into many of the other uh, episodes from our growing library. We are zeroing in on 100 episodes and that's going to be a celebration of, um, I guess, a a hand-picked selection of short snippets from our first 100 episodes and to celebrate the conversations and the interactions that we've had on this podcast. Thank you for joining us today and I hope you'll come back next time and uh, where we again will sit down with another Yarra old grammarian and see how they too have been inspired by Yarra. My name's Paul Joy and on behalf of everyone at Yarra, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you get on out there with intentionality and a deliberate effort to make a positive impact in the world around you. you.